Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. Since the coronavirus pandemic first reached our shores, different states and even suburbs have been subject to lockdown orders. The impact of these orders can vary from minimal to extreme, with people losing income and sometimes even their livelihood. But what happens when you're caring for a child with special needs? What happens when you're cut off from your usual support systems? Elena Katrakis is the CEO of Carers New South Wales. Hi, Elena. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm great. Thanks. So things can move pretty quickly when a lockdown is announced. And I'm just really curious about whether carers are considered when these orders get applied, or is there often confusion like the rest of us don't know what's going on? No, there's definitely uh, confusion. Confusion seems to be the key for everybody and particularly carers. So carers are not generally thought about when these things occur. They are thought about kind of as an afterthought after organisations like Carers New South Wales or other carers associations start advocating for the inclusion of carers in any of the special advice or things that might be coming out. So what we saw particularly last year with the, the lockdown when, the, when it all sort of started and came to a head, carers were completely forgotten within that. So information and things like that were very, very, very difficult for carers to um, work out whether they were included in, at that point, access to um, protective equipment, that sort of thing. So it was very, very difficult for carers and has continued to be so. I find that astounding because um, if you're a carer, obviously you're looking after our most vulnerable people and children. And I imagine it must have been a very frightening time for a lot of the parents who are caring for children or just carers generally. It must have been very frightening because they're looking essentially looking after people who are more at risk. Look, that's right. Look, um, I mean, when we talk about a carer, we're talking about, you know, a family member or a friend that's caring for a loved one that might be living with a disability, a chronic condition, a mental illness, you know, a drug or alcohol issue, something like that might be frail, might, might be ageing, particularly in this context, thinking about parents at home um, caring for children with disability. So within a lot of the messaging throughout any of the lockdowns and throughout the pandemic generally, carers have been a bit of an afterthought and not front and centre. So carers are there providing that you know, primary care and support in most instances to the person that they love and that they're looking after, who, as you know, and as you said, is vulnerable. And um, when we're talking about the people you look, the children you're looking after, if they're children with disabilities, then I'm assuming that on a day-to-day basis without a lockdown, that these families need access to the kinds of support that make life bearable for everyone. Is that true? That's right. So look, depending again on the condition of the the child or the person being cared for, you know, that could range from, you know, drop-in support or it could be, you know, many hours of support coming in to assist within the family home, or it could also be um, a child or young person going to, you know, a day facility or a, you know, an activity or something like that outside of the home, obviously schools and that sort of thing. So, 
particularly when lockdowns occur, people external to the family are not coming into the home. So any access to that sort of support that may have been provided or might be provided, you know, on a day-to-day in, in normal times is no longer accessible. So one, families don't necessarily want strangers coming into their home because that's going to, you know, be a possibility of, you know, virus infection for the person that they're caring for and for their family. So there's access both ways. Workers are not coming into the home and families often um, during lockdown cut off those services because they want to reduce the impact of the virus. It just seems like a no-win situation. Parents who have um, able-bodied children who can't go to school lose their minds. I lost my mind when my children had to stay home from school. What impact does it have when families get cut off from this kind of support? Look, I think what we've seen, um, we did a national carer survey, our first one last year that kind of coincided with the first major lockdown in Australia. And what we saw that carers um, across the board were experiencing higher levels of psychological distress as a result of lockdown. Their social connectedness was obviously a lot less and financial stress was a key concern. So we know that those things impact people generally when these things occur, but have that, I suppose, sort of extra effect and extra impact on informal family carers caring for someone in the home. So we've obviously moved on from that first lockdown. You've done your research. Have you had any response from government about how they might handle things differently in the future? There's been improved messaging where carers have been included in a lot of the messaging. Carers have been included in sort of some of the first rollouts of the vaccination, that they are there as one of the priority groups, which is great. So there is some, you know, definitely support and services and things like that for carers. Nationally, there's the Carer Gateway, which all carers, no matter where they are across the country, can access information and support for themselves as family carers. Um, And that's available through a a 1800 number, um, which is 1800 422 737. So the Carer Gateway. Um, And that's really supports specifically for carers. So often family members um, caring for, you know, a child or a loved one with a disability don't necessarily see themselves as carers. They see themselves as, you know, the mum, the dad, the sister, the brother, the aunt, the uncle. They don't see themselves necessarily as carers. So this, the Carer Gateway really is specifically about supports for individuals as carers themselves. So they might access counselling, they might be able to access, you know, respite or emergency respite, planned respite, other supports and services for themselves, coaching, a whole range of different supports and services um, specifically focused on the family carer. I find that really interesting because I was going to say that it seems to me carers need respite. We talk a lot on this program about parents needing to give themselves time in order to be able to look after their children and to be able to give. And it strikes me that carers are doing that but on steroids. Um, And I just wonder if with that idea that they may have that I'm not a carer as such, I am a family member, a friend, they're a loved one, this is just what I do. Do carers reach out for that kind of support for themselves enough? No, they don't. They don't because really they're so focused on the person that they're caring for that they are really wanting to make sure that the person that they're caring for has the supports and services that that they need. So whether that's, 
you know, accessing, applying for things under the National Disability Insurance Scheme, um, getting other supports, getting you know, special pieces of equipment and things that the person might need. So they're really focusing on making sure that their loved one is looked after and often at the detriment to themselves. So we know that carers don't look after their own health and well-being, and that it's really important that they do. And a, a way to do that is by accessing, you know, planned respite, not waiting till it is just an emergency situation, but trying to get that sort of planned respite, which in lockdown and in COVID days is severely impacted, again, for that reason of people not coming into the home or if you were caring for someone that was ageing, not being able to get into, you know, residential aged care facilities at this time either. So respite is really important, but often very, very difficult to access in times of COVID and lockdown. I don't know that you can answer this question, Elena, but <laughs> what what are the solutions? What are the um, suggestions, if, if you have any, for those who love a carer or who are a carer themselves when restrictions are tight and it's hard to get that kind of support? Look, I think it is reaching out and being able to talk to somebody. It is making that phone call to the to the carer gateway. Often it really helps by talking to someone that's outside of the family environment, the family situation, to get a bit of a different perspective. It's really important if if it's possible to try and take time for themselves to look after, you know, for carers to look after their own health and wellbeing. And whether that's, you know, being able to try and get a, you know, have a cup of coffee with someone or or do something a bit different or something by themselves, then that's really important. Probably one of the, I suppose, more positive things that has come out of lockdown and this whole sort of situation is flexibility with work. So if you've got family carers that are actually balancing care and work, one of the positives that has come out is that workplaces obviously have had to be really flexible, people working from home, working remotely, you know, in jobs where they can do that, that a lot of family carers that are balancing work and care have found that flexibility really positive. So that's, you know, that is one, that's one good thing that has come out of this. So workplaces, I think, opening up much more to some of that flexibility and recognising carers needing that flexibility in the workplace. Well, I'm glad there's a good outcome. Bit of a bit of a silver lining. (laughs) What a great place to end the interview. (laughs) Elena, thank you so much for your time today. No worries. Thanks so much. That's Elena Katrakis. She's the CEO of Carers New South Wales and we'll include links to Carers New South Wales website and uh, more information about the Carer Gateway in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.